Welcome to the Real Estate Baddie Podcast, where I love talking about real estate, entrepreneurship, and current events that affect our industry. My name is Tabitha Richardson, and I am your host. And today, we're going to switch gears just a little bit, and we're going to talk about entrepreneurship and how you can start your business the right way. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back for us to jump into this topic so you can learn what you need to to start your business. Welcome back to the Real Estate Baddie Podcast. And again, today we're talking about how you can start your business the right way. Now, the reason why I say the right way is because there are a lot of steps to starting your business and you want to make sure that you are starting on solid foundation. So let's jump in. So first and foremost, we want to do a business plan and just a one pager. Now, if you already did a full-blown business plan, that's fine. You're just a little bit ahead of the game. But if not, let's do a one-pager so we can think through and get clarity on the business that you're trying to start. So what does a business plan one-pager look like? So you want to think about the problem. What problem is out there in the marketplace that you want to solve? Then you think of the solution. How are you going to solve that problem? How is your business going to solve the problem? Because ultimately, you can start any business you want, but if there's no problem that you're solving, then you might not get many sales in your business. Next, we want to think about the target market. Who are we going to target to purchase our product or service? The next, who's the competition? So who's out there already solving the problem that we aim to solve? So just doing some research on other businesses in this same space. Next, we want to think about sales and marketing. So how are we going to bring this product or service to market? How are we going to um, brand our company and get sales and make people aware that we are here? Then we're going to think about the financials, you know, how and the funding. How are we going to fund this business? How are we going to get the money to get it up and running and also to just um, sustain the business until you start making sales? And then who is going to be in the business? Who do you need to hire in order to get this business off the ground and also maybe to work in the business if you have like a storefront or even if you have online, what type of people do you need in order to get this business up and running? So think through all of those things. And then once you have your one pager and you have some clarity on what you want to do now, even though it's a one page, it might take you a little while to do it because you may have not thought about all of these different aspects of the business and it might take you some time to really do some research and think through, is this a viable business? You might also make some changes along the way. And what you thought you were going to do, maybe you might tweak it and you're going to do something else. 
Maybe you were thinking of a brick and mortar, but you decided you're going to start this business online first. So just take some time with this. The more time that you take with it, um, the better clarity you're going to have for your business. Now, don't take too much time. We're not doing a full-blown business plan. We're just doing a one-pager just so you can understand what problem you're going to solve and how you're going to solve it ultimately. So then the next thing that we want to do is name the business. Now, some people jump to name their business first. I like to do the business plan first because what happens is when you're naming the business first, then you try to make your business fit that name. And we don't want to do that. We want to understand what our business is going to be. And then we're going to create a name for the business. Now, creating a name sounds simple, but it might not be as simple as you think. So let's talk about a little bit what goes into naming the business. Once you come up with the perfect name for your business, then you want to think about a couple things. You're going to do a domain name search to make sure that the domain name is available. You might have to play around with different names until you get a domain name that actually is available and that works for your business. You might even have to change the name if you can't find anything um, for your business. So I use GoDaddy and I've also used HostGator in the, in the past, but there's a lot of companies out there that um, you can purchase a domain name through. Now, don't purchase the name just yet. We're just going to make sure it's available. You also wanna go to your state department and register the business name. We're not gonna register it, but that's where you're going. You're going to do a search to see if that business name is available in your state. And once you find the business name that is available in your state, then you're going to also put that on park. We don't want to spend any money yet. We just want to make sure that these names are available. Next, we need to check the social handles. We need to go to the different social media websites to make sure that that name is also available there. So you wanna make sure you're checking Facebook, Instagram, Google My Business, TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Snapchat. Now I'm sure there's a lot of other places and depending on what your business is, you might need to be on Etsy or Pinterest or some others that are out there that's for your business. Just check all of them to make sure that your name is available. Now, once you've done that and you're set on the name and you're good, then you wanna go ahead and you, you'll register the business name. You can go ahead and purchase the domain name and you wanna secure those names on the different social media platforms. So just to recap that, don't purchase that name on any like registering the business or the domain until you've gone and you've done your research on all the different platforms to make sure it's available and that you can use it. All right. So next, number three, we're going to register the business. Now, like I said, you can go to um, your local state department, 
A lot of places allow you to do it online now, but if your state does not allow you to register your business online, then you're going to have to go down and physically register your business. It is something that you can do yourself, but if you want to hire someone to do it, you can. In the state of Maryland and D.C., those are the two places that I have experienced registering a business, and it was pretty easy. You wouldn't have to um, have someone uh, do it for you, register the business for you. Maryland is a little bit more easy than than uh, D.C., uh, but I was able to do it on my own for both of them. Now, once you register the name, then you want to make sure you're getting your articles of incorporation, your certified copy so that you can use that. That's proof that you registered the business name. And then we're going to use that later on. So hold on to that once you get it. In the state of Maryland, it was approximately about $200 to register the name and expedite the process and, and all of that. Check with your state to see what the costs are to register your name. If you don't need to expedite the process, then it will be a little bit less than that. So now let's talk about when you're registering the name, the different type of business structures you can select. So we have a sole proprietor, an LLC, a corporation, an Inc., a DBA, and then also an S-Corp or C-Corp. So let's break that down a little bit. Now, with a sole proprietor, you basically, it's the same. Your business and personal is the same. You don't have any personal protection against people suing you, um, but the taxes and everything is the same. It's like operating as the business as yourself. That I would not necessarily recommend just because there's no personal um protection, liability protection, um, if someone decided to sue you. But if that's the route that you want to go, it is available to you. You don't need to register a business to operate as a sole proprietor. Next, an LLC. So with the Limited Liability Corporation, it's pretty popular. It's great for small to medium-sized businesses. It does offer you the personal liability protection. So if anyone wanted to sue you or if you had to file bankruptcy for your, your business, it does not affect your personal. Um, so that's a good one to have. Also with the LLC, you can file to have an S corporation. Now, by default, it's going to be a C corp. Um, and with an S corp, it allows you to pass down um, the tax liability to your personal um, uh, return opposed to paying taxes on a corporate level and then also paying taxes on a personal level. So it's it's like a pass-through corporation. Whereas a C-Corp, you're paying separate taxes on the profits on the corporation. And then when you pass those profits to your personal, then you're paying taxes on the personal as well. So it's, you know, you want to talk to your accountant to see what is going to work best for you in your business. Um, a corporation, a corporation really truly separate your personal from your corporation. So the taxes are separate. Um, you do ultimately get taxed twice. Uh, you get taxed on the corporate level, and then you know when you pass down the um, profits to the shareholders 
then you're going to be taxed again. But with a corporation, if you're planning on um, giving out stock or if you're planning to build a business that is going to be public, then you would want a corporation. Now, you don't have to get a corporation right now. You can get an LLC and then later on switch to a corporation. Um, but that's something, again, that you will want to talk to um, your accountant to see what is what structure is going to work best for you. Now, a DBA doing business as. So there's a there's a couple of ways that you can do a DBA. Um, the way that I do it, owning a franchise, is that I do have an LLC and then I have the franchise under the doing business as. So it's like, you know, it does not have its own separate tax return. It's kind of like an alias for your business. The public sees the doing business as name and but the actual LLC is another name that most people won't see. So that's another option. Sometimes people will have a parent company so you can create a corporation or LLC under one name and then you can have DBAs that you have like branches underneath that LLC or corporation where you're doing business as. So those are different structures to consider. Um, but I think the most popular is an LLC, Limited Liability Corporation. So think through that, do a little research on the different types of business structures to see which one will be the best one for you. Keep in mind later on, if you do need to restructure your business, you're able to do that. So you're not stuck with whichever um, solution option you uh, choose right now. So keep that in mind. Next, you're going to, after you've done the research and you've gotten the social handles and you've registered, you went ahead and registered your business. Next, we're going to get an EIN number, which is an employer identification number. You do need to register that with the IRS. And so the IRS needs to know that you are a business and they're going to be expecting their cut. So it takes like a couple of minutes just going onto their website and I'll put the website, the link in the description for you. It takes just a couple of minutes to answer a few questions and then you'll have your EIM paperwork. You wanna save that in a file with your important documents, with your articles of incorporation, which is what you will get when you register your business and you'll get a certified copy um, once you register your business. So you wanna keep all of your files um, in safekeeping for when you need them. So next, number five, uh, filing the S-Corp. So we talked about the business structure and registering your business. If you register an LLC, you have to make the selection if you want to do an S-Corp where it's a pass-through. The profits pass through down to your personal um, income tax return. You have to file that with the IRS in order for that to be an S-Corp. If you never file it, then you're going to be a C-Corp by default. So make sure that you do that. Now, I'll put that form, the name of that form, in um, the description so that you can go and file it. If you already have a business and you haven't filed it, then that's something that you might want to do. Talk to your accountant to see if that's the best solution for you. Then next... Number six, 
we're going to file any, um, if you need a permit or if you need a business license to operate your business, you want to go ahead and register. Again, you will register with your state to determine if there's a business license that is needed. Now, if you're open, opening a brick and mortar and maybe it's a restaurant, there might be different permits and licenses that you need in order to operate that business. But if you're opening something like just like an office space, then you may not need a business license or any permits in order to operate your business. But there's some other things that you might want to consider when you are operating your business. And we'll talk about that in part two of this series because there's 14 steps. Today, we're just going to discuss the first seven steps in this process. All right, now, after you've gotten your business license and the permits, if they are needed, then the last thing we're going to do for today is go ahead and open up our business bank account. Now, what you'll need to open up your business bank account is you'll need um, your articles of incorporation, or they might just need the certified copy. Then you'll need your EIN. Um, they might, if you have need a business license to operate this business, they might need to see a copy of that. And they might need to see a copy of your operating agreement. Now, we did not talk about an operating agreement, but that is something that you uh, would want to put together. And we'll talk about that in part two as well. So these are just the first. Official, um, make sure that you open up that bank account because you don't want to commingle your funds, your business funds, and your personal funds all in the same account. You want to keep those separate unless you're a sole proprietor and you're just operating as just one. There's no separation and liability between your personal and your business. But if you have any other structure, you want to make sure you have that bank account and that you are operating separate. Well, my name is Tabitha Richardson. Again, I'm your host of the Real Estate Baddie podcast. And if you have any questions about this episode and any of the seven steps that we discussed today, please put it in the comments, like, subscribe, and share. And don't forget to hit that notification button so that you'll know when upcoming episodes drop. Thank you for tuning in today. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey. Mm -hmm.